This is Getting Past Subtitles. I'm Sean Peel. This is DKB. And we are bringing you, Miyazaki, one last time. The final time. Or is it? The final round. <laughs> final <laughs> countdown. Yeah, so we've been talking about Miyazaki films for the past four weeks now. Yes. And Well, this is the fourth week. Well, this is the fourth week. Um, we've been going over his new, more, basically all the 2000s Miyazaki films. And we are finishing off his last made film, which came out in 2013. His most recent. His most recent. His latest film. <laughs> but will it be his last? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about The Wind Rises. And to my surprise, it's somebody's first time watching it. Sean, wow. <laughs> You're like a virgin, Lee. How can you have not? How have you seen all of his other movies, but not? What, what have you not seen? Huh? Is there any other ones you have not seen? What other ones are there? There's, I mean, there's some that I haven't seen. Laputa. It, I've seen Laputa. Have you? You haven't seen Mononoke. You haven't seen Mononoke. I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of the Mononoke, Laputa, Castle in the Sky. I haven't seen like Ponyo Rosso. Huh? Poco Rosso. No, I haven't watched. That's that. the one with like the pig in the plane. I didn't watch that one. Um, Kiki, I watched. Kiki, I watched. Yeah. Totoro, I watched. Totoro. There's one more. Like I really. Oh well, there's um, um, not Laputa. The other one. Uh, what's that one called? It's like at the end scene, there's like a giant colossal monster that they're trying to awaken. He's like shooting laser beams out of his eyes. Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't watch that one. Definitely did not watch that, that one. one. And it's like it's in the scene for like like the, I think the whole movie they're trying to like awaken this like ancient monster that's like has the power to devastate everything. Nope. And then it awakens for five seconds in the movies and like shoots one giant laser out of its eyes and then it crumbles like rocks. And then the movie ends. Basically, <laughs> it's like this super anticlimactic thing. What movie was that? Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo? <laughs> ah! Like Whispers of the Heart I haven't seen. I don't know if he did that though. There's a lot of films I haven't watched. But some of them he didn't do personally. Because like remember Studio Ghibli? Yeah. So the company had done it. Nausicaa. Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. Oh, that has the monster that has yeah. laser shooting Have you thing? seen Nausicaa? No. I've heard of it though. I didn't know it was that kind of story. <laughs> <laughs> but you finally come around to this. You've caught up to 2013. Congratulations. Yeah. Are you going to sleep on the new one that's going to come out? In like 20, never? 23. 23. Estimated, though. Like, yeah, I don't think so it's... Probably longer. Knowing <laughs> 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 that Miyazaki's like 90 years old now. Yeah. Needs more coffee in his life. But, yeah, so, the wind rises. Um... Just a little bit. So it came out in 2013, obviously. Now, before this, so he did on Ponyo in 08. Um, and he wanted, I think we talked about this before, but he wanted to do a Ponyo sequel, actually. Yes. But he, his producer pretty much pushed him to do The Wind Rises. And he kind of like, he pushed against that first and then eventually had looped around to be like, okay, fine, I guess I'll do The Wind Rises. <laughs> um, but so the, this movie is actually based on first it was a manga that he published yeah. like in 09 or something something like that some, somewhere in the past but it's also in turn based off of a book of the same name yes which is in turn based <laughs> off on of the life of a real life dude the real jido uh dude hirokashi i think hori but yeah so he's a real guy um, he was the lead engineer and designer for the uh, Mitsubishi Zero Fighter, as it's popularly known in World War II, the uh, fighter plane, um, as well as the later iterations as it is. But this is a very romanticized story, as we said. And uh, as much as it is set in war times, it doesn't feel like depresso. <laughs> yeah. Not not much depresso going on. Um, so yeah, so this is sort of Miyazaki's take on the movie and as we all know Miyazaki loves planes mm. he loves 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 planes 
Um, who did it last time? Who talked? Who who gave us the synopsis? <laughs> He's giving me the face like you better do it. He's like, I did. <laughs> Which I, means you threw it down. <laughs> Fine. All right. So, the wind rises is pretty much about um the life of Jito, uh, and it's we we talked about it. it's very it's a very much of a departure from his other films that we've at least seen. It's because it's less on the heavy fantasy side and is definitely his most grounded film. And it's really, you can even call it a biopic in a sense. And so the, like the structure of the film really like is, is like a bouncy movie, kind of like showing the highlights of Jito's life. And so we start off with like his childhood um, when he's a boy and when he basically finds his first love with airplanes um and so so like young jito uh like living in a small town or whatever and then he has a dream but he shares the dream with uh a very popular and lead aeronautical engineer uh caponi some italian uh engineer and apparently the same they share the same dream i mean in the dream there's planes everywhere (laughs) so pretty much he kind of caponi has his ideas for his planes in the dream and kind of like shows off the these new ideas and inventions before they kind of come to real life sort of like his idea and conception and it's also where he falls in love with uh, Capone's inventions and planes and he wants to be able to design his own so from that he decides that he wants to also be an engineer um and there's actually a quote from that beginning scene that really is I found it to be like a summary of the whole movie so when he's like he's on the plane and you know it's like cannot he's like he actually wants to fly at first but he wears glasses and he's nearsighted so he's not allowed to fly um and he asks him if he can if he can even make planes to caproni to caproni and caproni says airplanes are not tools for war they're not made for money airplanes are beautiful dreams engineers turn dreams into reality and that is like really really um straightforward like it, it really streams lines in movies it's kind of what's it about it's like jito goes on to university to study to be an engineer and then later on is head to he's recruited by mitsubishi um and then is on initially onto the falcon project um where he's helping to engineer that plane um which eventually is a like turns out to be a total like fraud like it's it just gets destroyed and then there's like kind of like a gap that happens and he's sent to Germany to kind of study um, the German planes, mainly yeah. German bombers. So the focus becomes on bombers after that. And he's kind of taxed with, tasked with helping uh, Japanese make bombers. And basically like a current thing is Japan is years behind during like 1920s, 1940s during wartime. They don't even have their own like fighter plane yet, or none that's like based off metal yet. They don't have a fully metal um, fighter plane or any airplanes for that matter. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the whole thing is like they want their first like all metal build of a solid fighter. Um, and so Jito has his own initial idea for the Zero Fighter, and it isn't until like after he helps out with making the bombers that he gets his own lead project. Yeah, to make his own fighter. Um, and so. Pretty much the first half of the film is that. And then he comes up with an idea for the Zero Fighter. um, And then kind of like works through it. And then he finally gets his break to be the leader of his own engineering team. um, And designs it. And so on the test flight, apparently he crashed. Like it it goes wrong and it it gets destroyed. Um, And so I guess in a way to like recoup from that disaster, he takes a vacation at this hotel. And so backtracking a little bit, kind of like earlier when he goes back to university, um, it depicts like the Great Kanto earthquake that happens in like 1923. And so uh, he like stumbles upon this girl, uh, Naoko, and she's like young at the time. It's weird. Talking about like romance back then, it's like you fall in love with a teenager and it's cool. It's totally all right. Um, but he like helps her and her I don't know if it's her sister. We don't know what their relationship is. Yeah. It's like this older lady that's some like... Some maid sister. Some maid <laughs> sister person. Yeah. 
we're guessing like Naoko is the daughter of this wealthy family. Yeah. So it's very like like that, sort of that kind of dynamic. But he helps them get to their home and everything. And he's kind of like this brave white knight in shining armor kind of deal. Yeah. And then he is on it like they kind of go separate ways and like it's been five years since then. And so he stumbles upon them years later, like ten years later, basically, um, at this hotel. And it turns out like the father runs the hotel and the daughter obviously stays there. And then there's like this romance that happens between them and it's all lovey-dovey and nice and cute. And then, but it turns out she's dying. <laughs> she has tuberculosis or well, her mother has tuberculosis and she contracts it. And so they, they still decide to get married, but not to be married until she's quote unquote cured from it. And so... Sort of the rest of the story is him focusing on really perfecting his zero fighter um, with his team while like his wife is trying to, or fiance anyway, is trying to kind of get well, better. Well, they do get married. They do. Near the yeah. Before. Like once she comes back, once she comes to the house. Yeah. She's like in a san- sanatorium. Yeah. And then she decides to leave. Yeah. And then she she wants to spend basically the rest of the time that she has like things are looking gloomy so she wants to spend the time with uh jito and then they get married um meanwhile jito is like basically hunting by like the secret police so they're keeping him like he lives with his at his boss's house and they're kind of keeping him like under wraps in a way yeah so everything that's happening is very like sort of under the table like hush hush sort of deal yeah and then the rest of the movie so pretty much the ending is uh, Jito finally kind of per- he finishes his work essentially fin- finalizing the zero plane and then goes to test flight it um, and so like he has to be basically like away from work to go through that process and then Naoko leaves dramatically and then decides that I don't want him to see me when I'm sick and dying so uh, she escapes and then it kind goes of- back to the sanatorium sanatorium and that's pretty much how it ends and then it goes like back to his dream state with caproni and sort of he's like i didn't i finished my dream i made my my fighter plane but then there's like the reality of war happen you know like not a single plane survives and yeah. you know even though we love we build we build these planes because of our love for it, it's still used for war and etc cetera, etc cetera. and the wife dies and she's like live <laughs> roll credits but yeah all in all like very romanticized movie like you said and very it's a great movie it's like it's top five for me you know what do you think what are some of your initial thoughts sir i really enjoyed the movie um yeah like we've been saying it's a very romantic movie Mm. i think just um the way that he views that world and the way that he he views jiro and how he's living how he lives his life to create something um, with his full passion and try to trying to create something that's beautiful, like the airplane. Uh, it's such a very romantic view of it, <clears throat> but it's it's actually very deep in the sense that it's actually layered with a lot of different conflicts, underlying conflicts, especially this war that's happening, and the fact that inevitably the plane is actually being used to you know. Right. Used for war, and he actually um, doesn't approve of the war. So, so it's kind of that that conflict between you know having this beautiful plane and also like having it be used as a weapon. Yeah, and so um, that weighing weighing those two things within the movie, I think, were very um, profound. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about sort of Jiro's uh, character, right? Like, he is very, uh, I'll take out the word very, he is anti-war. Not that it is explicitly, he came out as that, as he said, but from his character and, like, sort of his motives and why why he is an engineer and his view, like, they do slide in, like, his view on the war and things. And it is very an- anti-war perception. Yeah. But he's not, like super harshly anti-war yeah you know but because like his motive is specifically just for the love of planes and to be an engineer and this is like even though you know what he's creating is a tool for war it is 
the only outlet to be sort of like th- that an engineer to make planes unfortunately yeah. like you know? his his motive is just to create the best airplane right. that he can mm-hmm. it's just <clears throat> the fact that you know the government's involved the military's involved and right. because of that mm-hmm. the byproduct of yeah. him wanting to create the plane is it being used for something that he doesn't necessarily want it to be used for, right? Right, right. So I guess that's the kind of underlying conflict I, I feel like that's all like the through line in the movie mm-hmm. constantly. Because even when he goes to Germany and like he comes back and like all of that, like yeah. um, the secret police chasing him and stuff, mm-hmm. it's never like <clears throat> he's not ever like angry or mad. Right. In yeah. any of the scenes where he's like, why are they trying to like, he says that, but he's not like, he doesn't have this like crazy emotion about it. <laughs> right. Right. Even when he's like going back to uh, his wife, he's like secretly going back because he can't, like, yeah. you know, because he's being chased and he has to be on down low. Mm-hmm. Even then, he's not really like crazy emotional about it. He, the only thing he's emotional about is his wife. Yeah. Right. It's just like passion. Even when like, <clears throat> to my surprise, even with when he fails at his projects, yeah. he's not super angry about it. Like he's not passionate right. about his failure. He just moves on to improve it yeah. in a funny way where I feel like all he really cares about is that for mm-hmm. sure. But at the same time, he, he approaches it without like, without being like in a abundantly passionate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that's where it's, it's funny because like his character is so believable to me that I've met a lot of people like him, mm. and the fact that genius in a way, or they're so focused on one part in life that they are less how like, human in a way. Like the Zark, the Mark Zuckerberg, they're very calculated. Like, yeah, they're very like beamed in on yeah. on their work, and, focused exactly, like ultra focused. And where everything else in life kind of takes a second. Yeah, I, I was very surprised because there's that scene when he's going to meet his wife yeah. because he heard that she has a lung lung hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. He takes his work with him. Right, he's exactly. working on the train exactly. while he's crying. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very interesting, um, like scene. Yeah. Just because, like, the work still happens. Yeah, you know, whether he's crying about it or not, like whether he's yeah, yeah, you know, crying and going to his wife or not, like he's still working on it. Mm. I thought that was a very interesting scene to kind of show who he is, exactly. And just like yeah. how much a part of you know how much this plane building is a part of him, right? Um. So yeah, I think it's very interesting, and like the fact that like ultimately she's the one that comes to him, right? right. And then you know he works. And then she's kind of waiting for him, mm-hmm. and it's it's this very sad, <clears throat> bittersweet kind of moment where yeah. like you know she's alone at home all the time, and like he's working like day right. in and day out, like night night in and night out, like mm-hmm. and comes back home like maybe if you know for a couple rarely, hours, yeah, yeah, very rarely, very few hours, usually late at night, and like she's kind of like she's dying, you know, like she's <laughs> yeah. literally dying, and yeah. she doesn't really have much time left. And yet she still like understands that yeah, yeah. You know, this is what he needs to do and like mm-hmm. this is like just he who he who is he like is, it's a yeah. part of him and it's like as m- messed up in a way or just like as not as you don't want it to be that way it's it's, it's not messed up but it's 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 very it is a sad it's, dilemma. it's yeah it's like a very bittersweet kind of moment because yeah. it's sweet that she's able to understand him mm. but it's also kind of sad that he can't you know right. take a step back or you know like focus on usually that like normal human beings <laughs> will try to you know yeah. kind of you know yeah it, but it like, just shows his passion you know yeah. it just shows his utter dedication to the building of this plane right it's uh it's sincere yeah like as as maybe bittersweet as is or as wrong you may feel it the way that the characters are doing it and they treat each other is sincere. Yeah, it and is. It, and that's, it makes it understanding of like, right. you, you can understand it in that sort of way. But they're just, that's just who he is in yeah. a way. I think that's, that's what I'm saying. It's great for why Naoko is in that movie and the way that she is. And the same thing for his partner. Um, Hori? 
Honjo. Honjo, Honjo. Honjo, yeah. And like they're both the closest people to him, but they're wildly different from his character, you know. But they completely understand him as well. Yeah. In a way. But it's a it's like you need that those characters to kind of like subvert him in a way to kind of like sort of mm. even the playing field and to really have an understanding of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I think so watching this again for me, like this is kind of, I've seen this movie before, but it was the first time that I've seen it in sort of really understanding what the movie is and seeing it as like, as a biopic rather than like, I've seen it when I was young. So I kind of see it with like this Miyazaki lens on and just seen it as sort of this, enjoyable movie and like oh there's romance and blah 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 but this is the first time i kind of took it seriously and kind of seen it for what it was and i was surprised to see how how like human the movie is and i think that sort of like everything like it's very layered and like underlining the movie is very very much about like human emotion and you know like jito's passion and sort of like um the relationship between these two countries in wartime and sort of like this different perception rather than like you know, I don't know, more materialistic things or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a very deep movie, but at the same time, I don't want to use the word enjoyable, but like, and I go back to like romanticizing in a way. It was very optimistic. Yeah, yeah. In its outlook. Like, because we talked about Miyazaki's framework as, you know, we talk about like him and plot is like a, a little a kind of a rocky boat in a way, you know? Mm. And I think this movie is not that it's plot heavy. It is concise narratively, which is, I give props for Like it, it feels like I can understand the movie yeah. story wise. And it, there is a love there. And I think it's because like Miyazaki is talking about something that he passionately loves. Like he loves planes. So this is a story that he's very attached to, but his movies are very grounded in like thematics and like sort of the themes kind of drive yeah. the movie, you know? So what do you think that kind of like, how did that relates to this movie? Well, this movie definitely has themes, obviously right. themes of war, themes of, you know, not fighting, <laughs> themes of, you know, um, like protecting your loved ones, things like that. Mm. Um, themes of um, love, obviously. Themes. It's always love. Love is the answer. Right. Well, that's, you know. <laughs> Do I have to mention that? Themes of sacrifice, right? Themes of um, overcoming things. Um, there's themes of like dreams and connections within right. dreams and like what it means to dream. Themes of, you know, um, living, what it means to be alive. Mm. Things like that. Themes of uh, planes. Planes? Planes? <laughs> like, a, like a squirrel thing. Planes? Yeah. Planes. But uh, yeah, I guess... I think, you know, the major themes within this film would probably be um, war, love, mm. um, sacrifice. I think those kind of things would be one, the bigger ones yeah. within this film. All within, like, a lens of optimism. Yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, <clears throat> saying earlier I, it's funny to see and it, really nice to see sort of the contrast between like the movie is definitely based on a lot of fact in, in the real world but to see it not within like the harshness of the fact of yeah. like wartime japan not a good place or like even, <laughs> even like earthquake japan not a good place not a good place be. yeah exactly i mean like you see the destruction and you see the pain but it never feels like people are just crying or yeah like just in in this state of despair yeah it feels like they're always trying to rebuild it feels like they're always trying to, you know, right. turn over a new leaf. Like There's always an element of hopefulness. Yes, a spirit of even. hope, a spirit of, like, we can do this. Mm. Especially, like, when you, like, the scene when you see all the books and they all took out the books. And they're yeah, like, yeah. They're and like, like these are the last one we could get. Yeah, these are, this is the last one we could get. This and, is the most we could have done. Yeah. And like, you know, they're like, it's it's been a few years after and like he's with his sister and like they're mm -hmm. go going through tokyo and they're like oh i'm so surprised like tokyo's we'll already building yeah. up so much i never expected that it would be this quick and stuff like that it just kind of goes to show the spirit of of like rejuvenation you know like, sure yeah yeah you know, bringing things back and like making it better making things better mm -hmm. and like yeah 
And I think that's also, I mean, it's very Miyazaki, but like Chijito's character, it's very much, I think, how how he sees the world as well, you know. And like even when he was young, he, you know, helped fight that bully. Like when he was young and then when he gets older, he helps, you know, um, the girl, obviously, on the train. He's always a dude who's like trying to help other people. Mm. And I think that kind of shows within his character as well. And like that turns into an element of like him making sacrifices. Right. But also like him trying to, you know, go and and fulfill his passion, you know, like work through and and get his, the thing that he loves done. Mm. Because there's also that moment where he's like, oh, hey. Like I have all these plans that you know for the plane that you can use, and he's like, yeah, and yeah. Then his friends like, "Hey, I'll yeah. use it once you once you actually do yeah. it, you know." Once you've applied it, we can talk. Yeah, this kind of shows his like part of like like sacrifice or like helping others and like the yeah doing the, the desire right to you know make everything around him a little bit better if mm. he can. Very sincere guy. What mm. a guy. What a guy. Yeah, and then he's like, Honjo comes back couple scenes later when he's he, like, fi- he I'm fin- gonna use it yeah he's like <laughs> by the way can I use this Honjo's quite a guy too he's like randomly like cause the movie like like was it, it just jumps times yeah. in a way and so every time we see like him and Honjo Honjo's like oh yeah I'm going to Tokyo to get married by the way <laughs> and we're like what and then later on he's like oh yeah I'm married and blah 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 and you're like what yeah so I was like give me a cigarette I know when they were like in Germany and yeah. he takes the butt out of the thing. Yeah. Uh, I found this movie. Okay, I think this is definitely his most filmic movie, mm. and it's because of moments like those. There's so many little details and like these real life nuances in the movie. There's a scene that I really loved. There was that scene like, I think it's around the scene when the fire happens. Which fire? Um the the <laughs> college area. Okay. The fire. Okay. And like. It's like the building, and then there's another building right next to it. Mm. And the people, the people like run through the corridor, like the little hallway on the side. And then there's like a shadow of uh-huh. of like the people like moving around on the wall because of the, yeah. how the two um, buildings are like yeah, next yeah, to yeah. each other. And like that scene just looks so nice. <laughs> it looks like the the shadows are like dancing in the on the fire. Mm. I just love that scene. Well, there was also a scene like that when they were in Germany. Remember when they're like the escapee? Oh, I think it was there. It was that one? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that was the one. Where like they're escaping in the light, right? Yeah, they had like the flashlights. Yeah, I, it was I think that was, yeah, I think that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They try to follow him through. Yeah. And you're like, this is random. And then there's like that light. Like you see the shadows on yeah. the wall. It's just like those, just those details. It's, it's just like, so like, yeah, it's just very filmic, I think. Yeah. And like, there were so many small things of, like when he... <laughs> He, I think this was the scene where he gets recruited to Mitsubishi for the first time. So yeah. Honjo, like, I think recommends him. Mm-hmm. And so he's brought in to work with him. And then the <laughs> the short director, Hattori, comes in. He's very, like, like a blunt kind of guy. <laughs> and he brings him into the office and the table. He's like, it's an imported table. No, Hattori is the, is the soft-spoken the oh, boss. Oh, you're right. Kurokawa. Yeah. Kurokawa is the... The stubborn, yeah, the short yeah, guy, the short stern dude, and he's like, the table is like foreign. A lot of people don't like it. Blah blah. And he's oh, like, yeah. hat there. <laughs> he's like, hat there. Work here. Yeah, <laughs> introduce yourself. And then he, uh, Ko- uh not Koji. Uh, Jiro sits down, but like the thing, he's like, he sit, he has like the suit, and it's like it lifts, and then he like pushes it down, and I'm like, little things like that just cut- yeah. add to like the natural like mm. believability of it, like not something that you would think happens in sort of animation. Yeah. Like, oh, there's just an anime character. But he puts in these just little details that kind of add to it, you know? Yeah. That's why sure. it's like movement is like super important in animation. It sort of really brings it to life. Uh, but Kurokawa, what a guy. The marriage scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's a simpleton. <laughs> He's like, lives in his tiny little room. The simpleton. He's like, if you want him, if you would allow. Oh man, yeah, that was a beautiful scene too. The wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a tearjerker moment as well. And he like doesn't even like get formally dressed. He's like still in his suit. <laughs> just 
I wonder what happened to the dad like after that. Like he just kind of gets written off. The dad. The dad. Yeah. He's after probably the... crying in a hole somewhere. <laughs> he said in a hole. His, yeah. <laughs> His precious daughter's you know, gone. My not my youngest. Uh, and the sister, the sister too, like is like in and out for scenes. The like sister was the least favorite for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I like the sister, but it's just like nah. it's like she's it. She's literally in a scene for like a period, and then she in the scene she's visiting for like the day, yeah. and she's gone. Kyle, which is there, and she's like, "I'm gonna become a doctor," and then five years later, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interning <laughs> as a doctor, and he's just like, "I'm I'll best come friend. back as a doctor. I'll come back as a doctor," and it's like, "I'm best friends with your sister." <laughs> I think what I didn't like maybe the most was at the end when. Naoko runs off and she will use the letters for we're guessing like the yeah, sister yeah. Jito and then like the family yeah. Kurokawa and his wife but then like that scene happens with the sister and again it's like we we don't even know why the sister's there like she's just there out of the blue and then there happens to be a note for her and we're like as an audience we're not that invested in their relationship so it's mm. like are they really that close for her to leave like this suicide letter for her kind of deal it's technically not a suicide no letter. but like you just know like i'm gone just as a dramatic letter and then but like that has seen happens with kyle and it's it doesn't feel as you know as uh, dramatic as it should be because mm. we're just not a, really attached to kyle as much you know and then, you know, Judo's just off doing his thing. Whatever, whatever. But, yeah, I think that scene is, like, maybe the most judgmental that I have. And there's one other scene, too, actually. Which is, what did the letter say when she was in a sanatorium before? Like, she, she reads the letter, and then she decides to go live with Judo. Yeah. What did that You're letter... You're gonna die soon. <laughs> For, yeah, like, we don't know weeks. who that letter was from. We're like, why? But if it, like said her death day or whatever like wouldn't the sanatorium tell her is yeah, that why she's there they, yeah they sent her a letter why, why would she get a letter too much to say <laughs> with my own mouth Just... she's like redundant you're gonna give her a letter for a place you're staying at no 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 i demand an answer miyazaki what did that letter say it said i'm going into retirement <laughs> you will be written off very soon Dun, dun. Dun. That's why you need to go live with uh You need to go live with your husband, yeah. husband. before you are written off. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. Any uh any favorite moments for you? Other scene wise? Scene wise, I love the the hill when she's painting on the hill. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why it's it's the uh, <laughs> the main poster. The main, yeah. <laughs> It's kind just, of looking back on it, it seems like an odd, like it, it's nice and like almost perfect. It's odd because it's yeah. not about planes. Yeah, but it's perfect because it's just like it captures it, like the spirit. Yeah, of, it captures of, the spirit of the movie. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with the movie at the same time. You know, but it does have something to do with the movie <laughs> at the same time. That's why it's so good. It's yeah. ambiguous in that sense, and yet it's kind of clear if you know the movie. Right. It's. It's like the opposite. Like if a movie poster is supposed to sort of tell you what the movie's about, this movie is if you know what the movie's about, you know the poster. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like that better. I don't like when everything it's just told, you know? <laughs> like especially trailers. Sure. When a trailer tells you everything about the movie, I don't want to watch the movie anymore. Every trailer today? Yeah. <laughs> Every But if the trailer is like Ta -da! What is this? Then I'm gonna be like let me go check it out. You know? <laughs> Draw me in by mystery. But it's, it's just that that scene is so, like, romantic. Yeah. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's in as simple as that. I'm in love with the love. Just, just like, you know, that moment of them re reuniting mm. and then coming back in this very chance encounter kind of thing. But it, it's also something that happened before, you know. Right, right. Where, you know, that, like, great catch yeah, that yeah. moment where like safe, yeah, like they catch you know nice, he catchy. he catches the umbrella now, whereas like she caught she got the, the hat. hat and stuff like that, but he doesn't know it's her until like later on, right? Which no. is like I, I always watch that and I'm like, I, he knows though, <laughs> like you know I'm always watching it like there's no way he doesn't know, he knows though. Uh, it's it's just that very like 
sort of unspoken. Yeah, kind of thing that makes yeah. it very romantic, I think. I think that's what I love about my favorite. I guess not scene per se. Like that whole section, that whole yeah. bit is really my favorite. The the hotel vacation moments. Like that, it, it it's like a moment apart from the whole story itself. Exactly. You know, it yeah. kind of feels like it's a breather. This like little special sanctuary. Yeah. Where just some magic happens. Exactly. Right. And that's like between them two. And that's the theme of sort of that moment. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, the German guy kind of says it. You know, he's yeah. like the magic of uh, summer. Of summer. summer. Love, yeah. yeah. And he's like, this place is a special place where you can forget about you know the war. You can forget about this. You can forget about yeah. that. You know, and it's it's a funny sort of juxtaposition in that way that he that you're feeling that like this moment is sort of a breather of the story and yeah. like reality per se. But at the same time, they they're still talking about like this is the war, you know, and like oh, he's the German dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's <laughs> definitely a spy. Dude, spy whatever. <laughs> he's about to get caught. Yeah, and he's got these very you know sort of wild per, um, opinions on everything like. You know, yeah. Japan's gonna blow up. Germany's gonna blow up. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that sort of thing. But yeah, I I definitely love that scene in every way as well. And it's like the scene that has the less amount of dialogue, too. Mm. Like a lot, like you said, like a lot of those unspoken moments. But like that scene where she gets sick and she's like sick bed on like she lives on the top floor, or whatever. Yeah. And they're doing like the whole paper airplane, airplane bit. Thing, yeah, it's mostly just like silent, kind of like a silent movie moment. But it's like heart warm and love. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to marry your daughter. <laughs> Out of the blue. <laughs> uh, it's such a good setup. Where they're oh, like, he's like, he, he's like, you're not talking about my daughter. Are you? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I am. <laughs> I want to get married to her with your permission. And, and then he like, comes like, no, but And she's like, I agree. <laughs> I accept. Let us be. And then she's like, well, JK, because I have tuberculosis. Yeah. We can get married after I feel better. It's like, okay. It's like, <laughs> sure, pal. Uh, poor dad. Uh, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. And there's one more bit that was um, I really liked. All the dream scenes I love, too. Yeah. The way yeah. that there was, those were interweaven with the story is yeah. is perfect. Yeah, I love that like fanfare that they have when that huge Italian like metal one comes through in the dream, and he's like touring it. Caproni like lets yeah. him tour the airplane, the huge airplane. Oh, the passenger all the, one, all the passengers in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like he's his like, family and stuff. His family's in the other plane, and like like all the passengers are in the plane. And, yeah, like, yeah, they're all like going crazy. And that was like, his like last touring. project yeah, before he retired. One, yeah. yeah, and he's like, "There's my wife and family." He's like, you see, the Italians are poor because we got too many mouths to feed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that uh, airplane scene. Yeah, and he's like, you know, every engineer has because it years. shows kind of like his dream of what his airplane should be. Yeah, yeah. Or what it should do, mm-hmm. and it's like that literal fantasy of what he hopes it to be. Well, funny enough, that plane was a bomber plane too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hilarious. Which is kind of sad. If you think about it. Like, in the same way, yeah. It's funny that most Well, of, it's 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 sad because it's th- become yeah. the reality is it's a bomber plane, but like what he wants it to be is a passenger plane. Yeah. He wants to transport people. And that's like his thing too, with like the planes in his dream is to transport hundreds of people and and then he tries it in real life and it just like falls apart and he throws away the film. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Is the tell me is the wind rising boy? And he's like, It's a girl. When the earthquake happens, oh, yeah. uh, it's like sad on both sides of the thing. Um, that scene is my favorite. Oh, I love the um, the scene with I think it's after, not too long after the uh, it's in the second half. Yeah, but he's like lead on his own project, and then he has to go talk with Jiro has to go talk with like all the, the divisions. He's talking with like the army division. He's like. <laughs> kind of thing, and then the navy was like oh, rouchy like, and loud. Kuroka <laughs> was like, "Did you didn't listen to anything they said?" He was like, "Nope." <laughs> and then he has the uh, the design seminar with all of his fellow engineers, and yeah. they're all kind of just like these kids in university vibe, you know. And I think it it's my favorite moment because they're just all like giddy and they're 
they're not they're like laughing but they're talking about like serious concepts and things but they're all super excited to do these different yeah. planes and he was talking about um a new uh, version for the uh for the zero fighter but was to uh contractable um and like making it lighter making it lighter but also the uh, the wheels no there yeah. yeah so like the retractable wheels for it yeah. to land because he was like you know if we go past 240 knots we're gonna need the landing gear yeah and people are like oh my god and they're also talking about like the um i forgot it, but it's like to reduce drag on the plane so yeah. like the things retract and like the the flaps and such the rivets and the rivets yeah and people are like and th- like that's and then he makes a joke about like having no guns on the plane yeah because it was too heavy because it's too heavy <laughs> just get rid of the guns and they all just like laughed at him yeah but it's just like the tone and the vibe of it where they're laughing but they're not like laughing at him because it's a joke like they are they're but laughing it's like, with him yeah yeah it's just like a, a commodity and, thing, and it's, commodity. it's yeah it's it's like a sense of like you can kind of sense his like humor in a way humor the way that he uses humor to kind of deflect the reality of yeah, the, the situation exactly where like he's actually making a fighter plane mm-hmm. but he's just like hey this just is get the reality. Guns, you know? like, <laughs> exactly this could be possible he's like he's like he's like the way that we can make a faster plan is just to get rid of the guns you know right. just make it less so heavier you know like it's such an easy way yeah and also you don't have a fight plan. <laughs> like, yeah, like, i just can't like make a plane now you know like yeah this is a way of coping with i think the the fact of the matter i think and uh hatori has that quote i forget what he says but after he said he's like it's both like logical and not like delusional but mm. some other word in that kind of sense and that really kind of wraps up that that seminar really well. But yeah, I really I really like that moment. And it's like, oh, it was so inspiring. That kind of yeah. that kind of scene there. Yeah, I think this is probably the the Wind Rises, I think, has maybe the most moments that I sort of fall in love with out of his films. Where I go, Oh, that was a great scene, or oh, that's a great moment. And I think again, that just is more, I guess, of a testament to how grounded the movie is yeah. and how much i just relate to it differently than his other movies because it feels more of like an actual film in a biopic rather than like well an it animation. feels like they're real people exactly right? yeah like yeah it kind of feels like they're actually yeah somebody you would know in a certain sense it feels whereas like live like, action without being live action <laughs> <laughs> whereas like you know house moving castle or you know yeah ponyo you'd never expect those to be real people mm-hmm. right yeah, but like for this movie, these characters kind of feel like they were human beings in the mm-hmm. past, or they can be. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's real, real, real humans. My relationship is, you like with his others. I think my relationship is sort of awe in awe of his movies mm. and um, really being kind of like taken over by the animation and sort of like. The fanta- the fantasy moments of it. Again, just like all inspired by it. But this movie, it's more... I have a relatable relationship with the characters and the story. Mm. Because like I said, they are based on these real people. And they feel like real people. And I have that, that grounded relationship with the movie. And where rather than like just that different sort of um, vibe to it. You yeah. Know? And I think when we were talking, like, I remember the last episode we were talking of what if Hayazaki kind of does something different from his style, you know? Like, yeah. this movie is that in a, in a sense. Mm. Like, it is, but it isn't because it is very much him and it's very surreal with like the dreams sections. And it yeah. is like all of his elements and Miyazaki isms that he puts in there. But at the same time, it's not, it's unlike anything that he had has ever done. Yeah. At the same time, you know? Um, And it is special in that sense. Where do you uh, where do you put this movie on your list? Put it second. Da, da, da. It's great. I, I love this movie. It's, yeah. It was a great movie. It makes me, you know, very optimistic, even in the midst of like yeah. this very kind of unoptimistic world view. <laughs> right, right. And this reality, because especially at the ending, when you watch the end, yeah, uh, you see this like so mountain of of destroyed airplanes. He's like walking right. through it, you know. Like, yeah, and it's it just kind of shows 
this very bleak kind of reality that he has mm-hmm. where he created this plane but all of these planes like you said like yeah. they never returned right right and and yet like at the end um his wife kind of like beckons him and he's like hey live. you gotta still live <laughs> and like kind of hope in the midst of like all of that right it's right. very i don't know it's very like touching i think 100 percent. yeah yeah i love this movie in, the, in in that way that the rawness of it yeah you know? it just feels more like real you know like yeah yeah like other films like that he did it it feels so fantasy that even the the optimism and even the the right. hope that you get from it yeah. is this very like otherworldly hope right because right. it feels like a fairy tale yeah 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 right it feels like you know like when you read a fairy tale to a child exactly, they feel yeah. like happy feel good from that story mm. it feels kind of like that but like for this one it feels like some kind of real world thing happening but there's still hope at the end of it you know? right right and that's exactly what it is <laughs> so I, I don't know i i liked it for that i liked it because of the layers that it has yeah and just the kind of i mean all of his films do but i just feel like this one kind of like it just has just a very, real world layer yeah and, it. yeah, and, and just... it's very like the romance in it the way that he romanticized everything right i really enjoyed too just like the way that he like shows his love for the planes that and the way that he you know shows the relationship that he has mm. you know with uh yeah Na-so-ko, Na-o-ko. <laughs> yeah there's no s it's just Naoko. um i yeah. like that i like like the relationships that he that he has with all the different characters and right and just that camaraderie 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 <laughs> you got it pal yeah <laughs> and all of that i think it was very yeah yeah and it's i love how how much he nailed it in the way that it is very romanticized right and it's very graceful and but it's not in the way of it's not in the way of oh my god, that's too romanticized, or oh, that love would never happen, or it would, like, the romance between him and Akko, like, oh, it's so fairy tale and love-esque that it's like, oh, like, Hollywood magic in that I mean, way? it is, if you it really is. think about it, but... But at the same time, you, I bought into it, you know, yeah. but I feel like that's just their love, in a way. That's just, like, how they come off to be. But I think I think that's the beauty of it, right? Right. Like, like I think there's a co- quote where um, he's like, I just want to make something beautiful yeah yeah. i just think that this movie is kind of that you know like where he just wants to make something beautiful too like yeah miyazaki just wants to make something that's you know when you watch it when you look at it it's just a thing of beauty Mm -hmm. and i think this movie is kind of like that and there's layered layers and depth to that beauty i feel like in this movie right and that's what makes it so good Mm -hmm. like you know from the reality standpoint i feel like there is a touch of reality, a touch of like just the sensibility there. Mm. You know, in the in this in the part of like animation, there's just, obviously it's just beautiful. Like yeah. the animation work that's done in this film is top notch, and I feel like I like the animation work in this movie. I think the most. Mm. Um, I think like like the way that they portrayed the earthquake was great i love that scene where like you just see like, like the <laughs> you just see like the the different like creases on the on the ground oh yeah but i then, like that too. and yeah. then it just cuts to like things starting to shake yeah, yeah and like the way that he did that without making it just be like oh it's an earthquake and people are like ah right, like right. it's not like that but it's just these like like cuts and cuts of different like shots yeah that culminate into this like earthquake and you just hear it. Like, you hear, like, people talking about the earthquake. And then mm. you see people, like, running or, like, walking out. And, like, right. and then you see people in the forest, like, huddled together. And then, and like, the, it's just part by part. But it all com- comes together as this big hole. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, animation and kind of, like, foresight into mm. knowing what you want out of all these small pieces right. to create this bigger piece, I think, is great in this animation um yeah and like just the romance of it the the way that he um envisions like the way that he envisions this movie is the way that he envisions like 
this man's life and like how he hopes, yeah. you know, how the passion that he had for the planes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of shows through this movie. So, for yeah. sure, even if it's not, I rather be- hopeful believe. Well, yeah, that this it, is. It's probably more bleaker than that, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> but the way, but you want to believe in it, right? You want, exactly. It yeah, makes you want to yeah. believe in it. I want this to be real. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is very fictionalized, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the story is like that too, that it's not, like I said, it's not spoon fed to you, but it is like these bits and pieces of it that sort of make a hole in the story. I think it's funny that in the narrative, like, again, it's, it just bounces to multiple times in his life. And I I like how it's, you, you never know where you are Mm. in these moments and you just kind of have to like really watch and find and it out really, where it, it really never tells you like what date it is never like, never what year it is yeah it, 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 it does you just like that's why you have to pay attention because it's it, it'll tell you like within like the narrative somewhere it'll tell you within the context of like right like we're going to you know we're about to go to war like exactly or, yeah. like you know we're preparing to make these planes yeah. like you have to assume <laughs> that's like before the war or like you know yeah like you said like so after the earthquake it that scene happens and then it just cuts to years later and like then 10 years later yeah. or something two years him so like him and honjo are like going no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they go to it lunch to the, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like oh the streets are wide it's like yeah. i didn't think that they'd be able to do this in like yeah. two years <laughs> and then the same thing with because that kyle comes into that scene and visits him um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. his apartment and he talks about they talk about um nalco in the incident and he's like oh i went to their house and nothing happened and it's like, well, what do you expect after two years to happen? So, like, it tells you, but it's, like, within the story and the context of yeah. everything, you know. But I think that's what makes it sort of really enjoyable at the same time is sort of this, um, those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It could probably be my second as well. I'm just like, Princess Mononoke is one, but... What could be two for me? <laughs> I just really like this moment, like this movie, in sort of a different sense, though. What do you so, think it make makes it Miyazaki? Because we talked a lot about what makes it not, or what's different from it. Yeah. Um, lamps, light poles, <laughs> light poles. and blobs. Yeah, the blob and the blobby as water. As soon as I saw the blob. <laughs> The blob missiles yeah, in the, in the dreams. <laughs> I was like, okay, this movie is a Miyazaki movie. If you, if you had doubts, doubt no further. Yeah. At least he made it clear in the beginning of the film. Like, <laughs> he put his stamp on this it. This is my film. <laughs> uh, you can't have a Miyazaki film without blobs. Oh, man. <clears throat> I mean, the movie is very... um, Like... And in the way that, it, like I said before, it's it is very grounded, but it is very it still has fa- those fantastical elements to it. Not in like the fantasy way, but half of the movie like takes place in dreams, and it's very surreal in that sense. And sort of that element of his storytelling is definitely much alive, especially in the very beginning with like the blobs and the little and the train, like and, and the plane that like the bird plane. Yeah, thing. it just starts from the house, right? It just comes up from the house. Oh yeah, it just like floats uh-huh. and then goes off too. Yeah, and 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 also um his abrupt endings. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I have to give him a pass here though. Like, it can't be at like I I applaud Miyazaki for this movie. It's the best ending, ending we've had yeah. in four movies in three other movies. Yeah. Well, I think thinking it kind of got better over time because i remember saying for he the last better, one okay. <laughs> he's learning see he's learning the endings are becoming a little more uh i think refined. i'm pretty sure like including his animators are just telling him dude like is this how we're ending it again he's like okay I, I but his endings are always very concise though you know yeah i mean like shorthanded in a way i think that's what very like to the point to the point to yeah like very like this it's is done. It. Yeah, yeah. But in the in the wind rises, it it is to the point and like this is the ending, but it feels right for the story. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel rushed like in spirited away. It doesn't feel like he's trying to squeeze in the ending because it's time to end the well, movie. Well, the thing is, 
this film doesn't have doesn't have as many like side plots. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that's what I'm saying when it's concise. It's it's yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. There's just two that he needs to really wrap up, mm. which is the love life yeah. and his plain life. Yeah. And, and he wraps up both. Yeah. So that's you know, well, it really, it's like satisfying. the plain life is like the main thing, right? And the love life is just the one side yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. you know. Exactly. So there's only two main things that he has to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. And the plane, they did wrapped, it together. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> does it together, and and it kind of comes together in this very, I don't know, hopeful, hopeful way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he does wrap it at the same time. Yeah, I think that's that's Miyazaki's answer is <laughs> make less. Make less things to wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) The less you have to worry about, the better. But yeah, like, but it it came together because it's like, it's like the moment that he achieved his plain success Mm. is the moment that he loses his love success, right? Right. And I think that juxtaposition makes it a good ending. Mm. You know what I mean? Bittersweet, yeah. Yeah, it makes it that bittersweet ending where like he finally achieved his plain. Right. But then his his wife leaves him. Yeah. Unfortunately, and dies <laughs> or whatever happens. Or whatever happens. Never really specifies, but you <laughs> must assume something happens to her, right? We were talking, like, was there ever a Miyazaki film where somebody died? Like, it's so hard to... Not. Nah, nah. <laughs> I was so ready to be like, well, of course. But then I had to sit there like... No. Oh, man, wait a minute. never really wait. dies, man. I think, I mean, people had died in sort of the background of it. Like we we're saying, sort of princess no moment. Okay, like, people were <gasps> yeah, right. Like, there's no, no one dies in somebody's <laughs> arms, right? Yeah. <laughs> like no, no, that happens. Yeah, they, they, they have... always wake up. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few scares, yeah. but never he's never pulled through. Like there's it. like severe injury happens. <laughs> never a death. <laughs> never, never a death though. Never in somebody's arms, at least. Yeah, in this one, it's like inevitable, but. He's like, I'm not going to put it in my film. No, no, not, it's not going to end that way. <laughs> no. gonna, you think you're crazy if you're going to do it that way. But then he kind of does because then she's in a dream and then she literally fades away in the dream. But it's kind of like a beautiful ending. <laughs> but yeah, right? but it's, it's such a roundabout. Yeah, it's away. like, live, bye. <laughs> Was it so hard to just like put her on a deathbed, Miyazaki? Just come on, dude. Nah, I like it this way. Fine, whatever. Just preserve your immortality. <laughs> she didn't even live on in his dreams. She like disappeared from his dreams. Yeah, she should have stuck around, hung out a bit longer. But uh, it, it was a nice ending. I like the juxtaposition of his like his success. Yeah, her leaving, and then just a graveyard of planes. Right, you know, and it just like wraps up sort of like the plane story as well. Right. Again, with like, oh, he's he's accomplished it. And this is what happens with the planes. Yeah, you know? exactly. It goes to war, and then like everybody dies. And I just, I, it's just a very, it's weird because it's not, it's not like, yeah, a great thing, you know. No. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of sad. It's kind of like mm. depressing. But again, I and think. Yet... <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's like you, you know, everything beforehand, right? right like you right. know, this is the result. Not only they've been hinting at it, and also right, like yeah. but like we said, it's the reality of the yeah. situation. Like I, Caproni pretty much makes that clear from the beginning. Yeah. You know, he's saying like it's a story of somebody with the German passion to make planes, but in the time that they're in, planes are used for war, and this is the reality reality mm-hmm. of it. And it's not like, and that's just being constantly reminded. You know, so yeah. for it to end that, that way, way yeah. it's like, well, obviously this is this, this is what was going to happen. Obviously, it, yeah. right? You know. But it's less about that, and it's more of just like this is the beauty in in this situation, you know. The and beauty in this of, of it. still, yeah, you know, pursuing after the passion, right? And so it works in in like sort of the concise way that he did it in that sense, because you basically already know the story yeah. and how even if he accomplishes his dream, that's what his dreams becomes. But also the movie is based on facts. So you know like the situation as well. Yeah. And I think that all those elements put together like appro- approves of his, of his ending, you know, the way he did, he did it. Yeah. You know, outside of just, you know, some of the other fantasy uh, fictions that he's done. So it worked in his favor. It for sure did. Will he be able to do it again? <laughs> That's a whole, we'll find out in uh, four years, <laughs> three years, <laughs> six years. Who knows? 
yeah. yeah. Overall, I think this was a great film to end this series on. A hundred percent. Yeah. Hopeful. Ah. Will we hopefully cover the rest? It's it's it, it was great because you know it was a departure from, um, his very traditional way. Yeah, yeah. Of storytelling and mm-hmm. kind of moving into a different realm, and yeah. yet he's still able to maintain his Himself. main traits. Mm-hmm. Is what makes it you know his. And I think that's yeah. real good um, case study of right of how to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. How to do animation, right? Yeah, like I said, I, I said before to you that um, just kind of why this movie is sort of special to me and why I love it in a way is that most of Miyazaki's films before this kind of seems like you're watching the same movie, just different iterations of it. And this movie, because of its departure, is like a fresh of breath in that sense. Yeah, And it feels, it feels real, again, because it, it really feels like a story that Miyazaki has wanted to tell. Um, I mean, all of his films feel that way, but this one feels independent, like special and like personal to him as a person rather than like him as an artist in that sense. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's the, uh, the feeling that it kind of evokes for me, but yeah, uh, that is, that is the Miyazaki series for now. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, until next time. Great. We will surprise you with the next four pieces. <laughs> <laughs>